for what what people feel like the Lord is saying. And even as elders here at this congregation, we we obviously want to be faithful to what the Lord is speaking to us. And we want to we, as we all always try and wrestle out, God, what is what are you saying? What is your will here this morning? Let that be done. Not what we need to do this morning. What you want to do, let it be. Um, so I just, I felt just to those, uh, it's not funny because you're husband and wife, but Chris and Eileen, just quickly those two words, can you just bring in, each one of them actually brought a word to me, and I just felt to release that before Maris um, is going to share this morning, but Chris, yeah, you can maybe just quickly go first, but it, uh, it just almost summarizes what I feel like the Lord is actually doing. Um, so there's a section in the song we're singing where Jesus is the treasure in the field, and I just got a reminder of like, God doesn't need us to be a treasure before we come to Him. It's, you're, we're all broken. Jesus makes us perfect and Jesus makes us beautiful. We are not treasures on our own. Um, so, same song. Um, we were singing that we're letting go and, and selling everything and coming to Jesus. And I just felt the Lord said, let go and full in pure abandon, and in the free fall you will find him ever-present, where we let go of all that we hold on to and release and relinquish control is where he can step in and do the unimaginable. Let go of all the ropes that you are holding on to and free fall into my presence. I've got this. I felt like there are people that's saying, I'm letting go, but you're not trusting that God's got this. <laughs> he's saying he's got it. You can let go. Just... Let go. Jesus, this morning we just want to respond to that. And even have so many words about surrendering, Lord. We, as a body, not just as individuals, as a body, we say, God, your will be done. Your will be done. Jesus, our Father, your will be done. Not ours, but yours. With everything that's happening, the fast coming up, all these things, Jesus, you are preparing us for a people with a cry in our hearts. May you increase, may we decrease. Lord, I pray for Marius even now. Jesus, I thank you for the specific word you want to speak to us this morning. We want to receive what you want to say. Lord, we thank you just for the, the anointing that rests on Marius this morning. Jesus, I, I thank you that this word that you want to bring is not just a, a word. I really felt like the Lord almost saying, this is a, a prophetic word <laughs> he wants to bring. And uh, they, uh, for us, how to position ourselves, I do believe this is something the Lord is saying to us. And it adds a weight to it. So Jesus, we receive. And we just thank you for the gift that Moses is, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite interesting, um, as I think I shared last week about the dream about, about um, this lady that wanted to come and worship, and then we were taking communion, and she was hesitant to take communion, and the reason why was because of the traditions of men, the picture that, that what, in a sense, the example that was set to her as a kid, and she was hesitant to partake of that, and 
last week I had this thing where we broke in a circle and watching one another. This this week we actually just all huddled in front. Um, no COVID. <laughs> and and it's just like is something of the Lord is breaking the boxes, breaking the traditions of man, the things that that is a hindrance to him. And um, and I was reminded of asked the Lord that I, I was reminded about the Azusa Street Revival. Um, it was a guy who led it. He was named, his name was William Seymour. I don't even know. But this guy used to preach with a brown bag around his head, like this um, sack. <laughs> um, just, just less of me, more of you, God. <laughs> the, the picture of just this guy was absolutely doesn't want to take... And I believe God wants to come and do something in our midst that it's not going to be this one or that one. It's going to be some random citizen <laughs> with paper bags around our heads. I'm not saying we're going to do it, but in a sense, the way we live our lives, that, that it's not about us. Um, and um, something I believe is going, going to challenge us because in some ways we've become very safe. Um, and I believe God actually wants to come and do things. And it might, some of these things might be offensive to you. It's like, uh, what do you mean, Skulk? We all need to stand so close to one another. What do you mean, Moses? We have to go through all the effort of moving chairs. He's going to do something that might be like for our flesh, not nice. But I believe those acts, those, if we do it with faith, God is going to actually move us as a congregation, as a unit, into more in what He has for us. Um, yeah, so I'm trusting for that. Um, yeah, but that's not what I want to preach about today. Um, so we're going to do a bit of a series for the next four weeks, okay? And what we're going to talk about is godly waypoints. And it basically it's about, about hearing God's voice. But how to do it in a way that we don't end up in the wrong place. Because um, I felt like something, many of us, we would go around and, and, and it's all of us, God said, I need to do this. And many times that God said could be God, but it could also be not God. Um, so what I'm trusting for in the next four weeks, that God will come and give us some handles. That when we say God said, we know that we know it is God. Uh, that He would put certain waypoints, um, certain things in place that will help us. Um, now for me, the most amazing thing about being a Christian is that He speaks to me. <laughs> just imagine a religion that you're just speaking to somebody and they never talk back to you. <laughs> and it's just all this stuff that you have to do and there's absolutely no relationship um, it's the amazing thing that God speaks to us Romans 8 verse 14 says for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God we as sons and daughters of God um, a sign of what that we are his sons and his daughters is that we are led by the Spirit of God when Jesus, um, in, in the Old Testament, we see God leads his people, he guides them. 
he appears to Moses in a burning bush. He said, Moses, <laughs> take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And God's speaking from a bush. In the Old Testament, you see God leading his people with a cloud by day and a fire by night. Just imagine that happening today. It's like, hey guys, we're going to follow Jesus. Ah, there the cloud goes. Let's go. <laughs> and we just follow. And okay, cloud stop. We stop. And we go. And he leads his people. A million plus people he leads through a desert. And, and, and they follow him. And then we get to this place where there was about 400 years in the Old Testament, just after Malachi, that there was actually no known word that God has spoken. For 400 years, God was quiet and didn't speak. And then one night, a baby was born in a manger. And Jesus starts speaking against, again the words of God. But then Jesus is going away. And he said the following to his disciples, this is in John 16, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. And I feel like in this preach today, I have so many things to say, but you cannot bear them. So hopefully we can be able to highlight what we need to say today. Um, when the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide you into all truth. So there's a Spirit that will come. Jesus is saying, I'm going, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will what is mine and declare that to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said, to, um, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus is speaking. He says, I'm sending his Holy Spirit. And he's going to speak the truth of God. And that's for each one of you. If you are a child of God, you can hear his voice. God speaks to all of us. His main plan is to speak to those that are his sheep. We'll read now in John 10. It doesn't hinder him to speak to an unbeliever. But if you are a child of God, he can, you can hear his voice. And I want to read a few scriptures here out of John. Um, this is just introduction. John 10, verse um, 3 to 4. To him the gatekeeper opens. Now this whole thing about this shepherd, um, and there's a hireling, and then the, the good shepherd. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them. Now what's interesting about this verse is the shepherd leads, not drives. So they hear his voice and he leads them. He's not driving them into where he wants them. He leads them. And when he has brought us, um, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. And they know his voice. And we see this in verse 11. It's the good shepherd that is speaking. And in verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. Who of you are a sheep? Meh. <laughs> Who of you are a sheep? My sheep hears my voice. My sheep hears my voice. If you are his sheep, 
I don't know if that's the right English way to say it. <laughs> you sheep, you sheep. If you are part of his pasture sheep, <laughs> yo, the Alcome Afrikaans, no dear. All right. Um, if you are his sheep, you can hear his voice. But the problem is, some of us, okay, before we get to the problem, I just want to say something I'm building here. Okay. Um, this is a phrase that, um, that we were taught in Bible school. Um, and it was this, I trust more in God's ability to speak to me in a way that I can hear Him than what I trust in my own ability to hear Him. I trust more in God's ability to speak to me in a way that I can hear Him than what I trust in my own ability to hear Him. And what that is saying is like, my faith is not in me to be able to figure out what God is saying. My faith is in the one that knows how I will be able to hear Him, and He will speak to me in a way that I will be able to hear Him. It's my sheep knows my voice. And there's a shepherd that wants to lead each one of us. My first question is, are you listening? Are you listening what the shepherd is speaking to you? Because he wants to, and he can, and, he, and he, he, it's his heart to speak to us. It was so freeing when I heard his voice during that fast, when he said, Maris, that's not me, that's the devil. <laughs> you should stop believing those lies. And when, I, when I heard it, it just freed me. It freed me. I was completely, it lifted that weight off my shoulder. And actually, I realized that the enemy wants to actually pull me into a, a hole to, to actually discourage me for what God wants to come and do. And the voice of the shepherd spoke, and he let me out of that. There's a shepherd, a good shepherd, and he's speaking. But there is this thing, and I want to tell a story quickly. Um, in 1983, there was this Korean flight, um, KAL-007, KAL <laughs> right, there was this flight, and, <laughs> and this passenger flight, um, on the 1st of September 1983, uh, something went wrong with its navigational system, and it ended up in Soviet airspace. And what happened is, this whole plane got shot down, with 200... 269 persons died. And this plane was thinking it was going from the, it's going to the right place. But there went something wrong and they ended up being 322 kilometers off course. Later on it was figured there was a problem with the navigation system, the waypoints. And this is where I think the waypoints of God speaking to us, God's guidance for us. There was something wrong with that. And they ended up in the wrong place. And I think sometimes we have a, we, we, because we know God speak and we live in a church where we hear God speak. And so, and then sometimes because we don't have the right waypoints in place, we end up in the wrong place in the name God has said. But I believe God wants to come and give us some handles that when we hear Him speak, that we will know this is the shepherd and we follow Him step by step where He is leading and not actually making decisions from our own. And this is the thing, it's like for many of us, we want to end up at the right place. But we actually, like this plane, ends up in some 
place that we don't want to be and the enemy shoots us down. But there's a shepherd that wants to lead us. Okay. Can I get four people to come and help me, please? All right. Okay, so you can give me to the ball first. All right. Don't cry. Okay. He's a tennis player. He loves tennis balls. <laughs> All right. Um, so God has given us certain waypoints to help us navigate so that when God speaks to us that we can know this is how he speaks. It's, it's guardrails. It's, it's a way that he speaks to us that we can know it is actually him that is speaking to us. Um, now, what is a waypoint? Do you know what's a waypoint? You know? Do you want to tell us what's a waypoint? Can you say it over the mic? <laughs> Should I say that? <laughs> okay. If you don't know, you can read my notes. <laughs> I think there's two different types of waypoints. Um, the one is like the next goal that you want to achieve, and the other type of waypoint is almost like um, security. So it's a sense of security, something <clears throat> that creates security. Okay. Yeah, well, it's it's in line. There's many. Um, so waypoint in navigational talk, it's basically um, it's a navigation point between two major points on a route. So it's it's a it's a point that helps you to get, so the plane's navigational systems has these waypoints, and I could be wrong because I'm not a pilot, but what I understand is they, they put these waypoints and it, it schedules how the plane keeps course over mountains, and there's no roads, there's no maps, but how this plane could fly, this mark, these waypoints that were set in place for these planes to actually stay in course. And what happened to this plane is his waypoints was off, and he ended off 322 kilometers off. So it's very important to have these waypoints. Now, if I, if I have one waypoint, um, this is, these are waypoints, okay? Now, I've heard the Lord said, what example can I use? Um, huh? I can't even. Well, buy a car, okay. I wanted to use that. Okay. So, <laughs> so what happened is we had this little Honda. Um, if you remember our silver Honda, <laughs> silver bullet. No? And uh, we were driving this car, and it was an amazing car. It was like a small light on fuel. We never moaned about the fuel price. We just threw in more petrol because it didn't cost so much. It was like, <laughs> here we go. And we could drive and drive and drive. But one day... And obviously, you know the story. This is the car where the roof rack came off. And we always tried to do with this car more than what it allowed us to do. <laughs> so, go camping, and then the kids sit like this with all the bedding and everything. But yeah, we went. Um, but one day, I was driving this car, and the Lord's, and I just felt something needs to change. It was just a sense that it's, it's, it's maybe that, and we were very happy with the car. It was actually, it saved us a lot of money. It was really, but it just, it was something. And I went to Juliet and I told her, okay, so I had a, a waypoint. I felt in a sense, maybe it's time to, to get another car. All right. And, and then, um, 
And then I said to Juliet, yo, I don't know, this is strange. As I was driving, I just felt something used to change. Um, and she said, I felt the same. So I was like, oh, all right, we have another. There's, a, there's, a, there's, there's not just a, a sense in me, because you know God speaks to us. There's an inner conviction. It's, it's like a, a thought, or there's a sense, or it's a picture or something. You just know this could be Him. And there was this whole thing. But the thing about if I took that one sense... Um, can you hold the mic for me? Yeah, just like that. So with this waypoint, I can go this way, I can go this way, I can go this way, I can go this way. Do you see the picture? So I can go, basically, I can go in every direction on the hunch or what I feel the Holy Spirit is telling me. So I can actually go anyway, any, any place. But what God wants to come and do is like, okay, I've got a sense from Him. What what, where is the next step? Which direction? Ah, <laughs> there. Okay, so then I went to speak to Len, the, our hub leader, <laughs> the guy that oversees. I said, Len, I don't know. I've just got the sense that we need to buy a new car. And, it's, it's, uh, it's, and he says, wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, he prayed with me, and it was this kind of, yeah, it will be good for you for this next season. And, and so Len became, there was godly counsel. And with that, there was other elders that I also asked. And I said, and then more waypoints and more, yeah. So I spoke to a few guys, and they started lining up. And, but then I, as I was looking at the prices, I was like, oh, no, my goodness, I can't buy a car. It is just impossible. So this waypoint moves. <laughs> no, no. So the devil comes, and he says, no, 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 you can't do this. And then... Um, my, um, Reinhard was helping me to, to look for cars and he sends through stuff and I was like, no, I don't know, I'm going to do this. And um, he's our friendly neighborhood car salesman. <laughs> he's amazing, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm taking too long on this now. But anyway, so then I went to visit my father-in-law and I trust his perspective. I trust... And I thought, I told him, no, I think I'm going to save another year or two and then I'll buy a car. So then I'm still fine with the Honda, so we'll just... And as I was speaking to him, I said, I would look at this and I looked at that and he says, but buy my car. Now, you must understand he had that car for two months. <laughs> so it was almost like a God moment and he actually made it possible for us to buy the car. Um, so there was a lining up but there was, it wasn't something, because I could, I can, I'm going to come back to it, but it wasn't my flesh that was pulling me towards something. There was, God was, he was speaking to me something directional, because making the wrong decision in buying a car can put you in big trouble. But there was a lining up, even as I spoke to some of the elders, that there's waypoints lining up in the process of where he was confirming that, that sense that I had in the car, that it was actually him speaking to me, and he was actually leading me that way. Now, it's a practical thing. Um, thanks, guys. Just, do you see the picture? I don't know how to do this, so I thought four tennis balls can work. Balls, balls. <laughs> All right. Um, so, many times we have a word from God, and it's just this unction, this thing, but what we do is we run off with what we think God is saying. And it could be pride, it could be even we have a lens, and it, we get deceived, and then we end up in the wrong place, 
And they say, God, but why? I've given you certain guidelines, certain things to help you hear my voice. Okay. All right. So what are these guidelines that God, of these waypoints that God has given us? I'm going to mention four. Okay. There's some others also, but for today I'm just going to mention four because you cannot bear all that I'm going to say. So, um, and over the next four weeks, of the next three weeks, next week we'll do each one of them. Um, and, and so we'll focus on uh, next week. Mike is going to, but before I get to that, so today I'm going to touch on that inner sense of the Holy Spirit, that still small voice that sounds like your thought. It's, it's like a picture that you get or an impression in your heart. It's, it's God is speaking in this the sense, but that's the first waypoint. He speaks to us. So sometimes it's a scripture or something. And there's this, there's this, but there's this inner voice that God is speaking to us. We get this impression. Then there is the second waypoint that I want to mention is scripture confirmation. God will not speak outside the bounds of scripture. And what he will speak in our inner conviction will line up with what he speaks in the word. Have you seen that? Have you have experienced that before, that God actually gives you scripture. Here's an example. I was once, I was TMT student, we were at a team, or in a prayer meeting, and in this prayer meeting, that we were praying for a team that was going to Spain. And as I, as I was praying, I felt, I need to be part of that team. There was this inner conviction. I need to go with them. But I had no money. I'm a student. <laughs> I had no money to go. Um, so I went to this one guy, he's very prophetic, and I said, yo, you must help me here because I had the sense that I need to go, but I don't know. I, yeah, I have no money. I just I can't see this happen. And he says, and he and he said, now I'll pray with you and let's trust the Lord. He came back to me and says, I got this one verse for you. Let's go up to Spain. <laughs> that was the verse. <laughs> I was like. Really? <laughs> Is that in the Bible? <laughs> I didn't even know there's a verse in the Bible that says, let's go up to Spain. And then um, I said, okay. And then, um, then it was like I spoke to the guy who was leading the team, and he said, well, what is God saying? And I've got the scripture, that, that, and I, I've had the sense. And, and, and then there was a, the witness of the Holy, the, the, the Holy Spirit in him, witness with what? And, and he said, Moses, did God speak? I said, yes. Then God will provide. And God many times even confirms his word through provision. And he did provide. And we did go to Spain. Um, but sometimes if we, we need that second waypoint that we don't just run off with, let's go to Spain. But how? <laughs> but Lord, help me in the next step. What is the thing that, that will lead? So the second thing is scripture. The third one is prophetic. Prophetic confirmation. Here's the thing. It's like... Two, almost two years ago, I sat, I, I was, yes, all these fasting stories today. You see, God is setting us up. Huh? I was fasting and I was like praying. It was during our sabbatical and I was just praying about my life and what, I, what God is calling me to. And he said, and I felt him, he says, I heard these words, I've called you to lead. And I heard Wellington, but I was cautious to believe that so I said possibly well because <laughs> I knew Mike was leading here already I don't get like Mike God told me <laughs> I need to lead Wellington <laughs> and um, so I wrote it down in my book went on sabbatical came back my dad passed away there was 
crazy time in my life. And then one afternoon, Mike took me for a milkshake here at Bain's Cafe. And he sat me down. And he says, Morris, I really feel in the Lord that you are the next person to, to, to take Wellington forward. And I didn't even remember what I wrote down in the book. And, and, and when I got home, and, but I always wanted to, like, I, I know that God has called me to lead, but it was like this thing, like, ah, okay, so now there's, a, there's another waypoint. It's not just something that was written in my book. And then in that same time, a random person that I had one conversation with in my whole life, she messaged me. She said, Morris, I don't know if you remember me. We had this one conversation once at a worship conference, but I saw this picture of you sitting in the living room, and God has given you a golden guitar, and he says you can play it now. Now, those of you that know I'm a worship leader, I like also, I haven't led worship in a while, but, um, but the, in the picture, it's like, and she said, like, doesn't make sense. It's like God has formed this golden guitar, and he says, now is the time to play. So in this time when God is speaking to me about leading, he used the prophetic to actually, another waypoint way that gave me courage that this is actually what God is calling me to do. So the thing with, and then the last one, let me just finish the last one. The last one is godly counsel. Um, so... There are others. God speak to us through circumstances. He can speak through peace or so. But I want to f- we're going to focus on these four. So next week, Mike is going to do how God guides us through Scripture. And then um, Skulk is going to do on the prophetic, God willing. And then Derek in the fourth week. Uh, by the way, he's driving back from Eastern Cape today. They had a wedding yesterday. Um, so, and then Derek's going to just how God guides us through good godly counsel. And now God speaks to us through the elders in our lives, the, the community leaders, the people around us. Okay. Um, so my purpose today is not to tell you how to hear God's voice. There's a nice course on 412's website where Milani teaches on how to hear God for yourself. I don't have time for that because you cannot bear that. I want to get to something. I want to tell you why we want to do this. Okay. So why we want to focus on these four things. Because... It is very dangerous to make life decisions and big decisions on one hunch, on one thing, because we have, I'm actually going to do it. Um, All right. So, (laughs) I got new glasses, mine broke now. But when I asked Juliet, <laughs> what does he think? Because I, I couldn't choose what frame I want. Okay, I can't really see because this is for reading. So it's fine. I, I don't have to wear it in public. But I asked her, okay, what do you think about these glasses? She, she laughed. She says, it looks like some, um, what do you call it? <laughs> Extroverted person that needs to wear this. <laughs> it doesn't fit with you, Morris. Um, but the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that <laughs> so I said, uh, she looked at me and so I said, is it ugly? And she says, no, it looks like some extrovert needs to wear it. It's not you. <laughs> but anyway, but I've got them now and you won't see me wear them because I'll wear them when I'm reading. <laughs> you know, my tablet, it's big. I can see uh, fine. But anyway, I think some of us have these glasses on and we view everything that God speaks to us through them. And actually, we end up in the wrong place. Even if God, some of us are prone to actually hear God through Scripture. But you actually view what you hear God is saying through the lens of, of there's, a, there's a war inside of us. 
So what I want to say, God wants to speak to us, and He can speak to us that we can hear Him. But there is other influence that, that causes us to end up 322 kilometers off course. And if we don't have the right guardrails, the right waypoints in place, we will end up and be shot down by the enemy. And it was never God's heart for us to be there. Okay, so what, what, I want to read this scripture to you. Um, this is why we want to do this. So James 1 verse 14 to 16 says, But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires. Okay. And enticed. And then when the desire conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived. Okay. Do not believe something that is not true. That's what means to be deceived. My beloved brethren. Now, somehow many times when we hear God, is there is the possibility when it's just a hunch that we can be deceived in what we hear from God. And we need to put these guardrails in place of these waypoints. Line them up. So the bigger the... It's not, I'm not saying like, what food should I eat today? That kind of questions to God. Because that's... Or what clothes I should wear? It's more like life decisions. Who should I marry? Um, where should I go and study? Should I go to TMT or not? <laughs> I think all of you had that conversation. Yes. Um, there's this big decisions in our lives that we need to put line these waypoints up because every matter, Second Corinthians um, 13 speaks about every matter will be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So to find, say, Lord, this is a big decision. I want to buy a car. But I need your help. Help me to line, is this really you? Or is my desire in me pulling me? Now, the devil only has three plans. Three, three, his, his arsenal is only three things. And we read about this in... Sorry, guys, just keep with me. I'm going to get to a point. Um, 1 John 2, verse 15 to 16. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and pride of life, is, is not the Father, but it is of the world. So inside of us, there's a desire, there's a draw that is not necessarily the voice of God. And sometimes in the name of hearing God, we get confused. Our navigational system gets confused. And actually we're not being led by the shepherd who's walking in front, but we're actually being driven by our own desires. And the devil has only three things. And this plan, he started in Genesis. And we see it, he actually did it with Jesus. And I want to take you to two portions. That actually his way is to put a lens on us. That when we hear God's voice, that we view whatever that through the pool of what the desire of our own flesh is. Um, so we see this in Genesis um, 3. So there's three desires. Desire of the flesh, which is basically pleasure. So to feel something. So we have this desire for pleasure, to feel something. We have this desire, um, the desire of the eyes is possession, desire to have something. And pride of love, a desire for possession. We want to be somebody. 
So these pools in us blur many times when we set out to hear. Because the, the world wants to pull us away from actually hearing God. And so we see this in Genesis, Genesis 3. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent, the serpent said to the woman, you shall, not, you shall not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God. Position. You will be like somebody. You will be like God. Knowing good from evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasure, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise possession, to have something, she took the fruit and ate of it, and she also gave some of her of, of, to, to, to her husband who was with her, and, that, and he ate. So God said, you shall not eat of that tree. So God spoke to his but now the enemy comes with these three desires and he lures us and he sets different points that we think is waypoints and we end up in the wrong place. But God knew that he wants to do this and he counted this in the person of Jesus. In Matthew 4, um, it says here that Jesus, verse 1, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting, you're fasting for 40 days. <laughs> well, only do three, Lord. <laughs> um, 40 nights. He was hungry. Only after 40 days he was hungry. See, three days is not bad. <laughs> and the tempter came to him and said to him, If you are the, the tempter is the devil, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And so he says, Turn these stones into breads. I'll give you something to eat. Pleasure. I'll give you something to enjoy. I mean, you're hungry, so I'll give you something. So he comes with the same scheme that he came with Adam and Eve. The same plan. It does not change. And he, I believe he does the same thing. He knows what is the desire in you for pleasure. And he will come and speak to that uh, and start blurring actually what the Lord wants to say. And if we don't have these waypoints in our lives, He's going to deceive us and lead us in the wrong thing. And then He goes, and then Jesus answers Him. He says, um, It is written. Scriptural confirmation. Huh? <laughs> Jesus came through with the word in this. And He spoke the truth. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then... Um, then we go to then the devil took took him to a very high sit of he took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him if you are the son of god show yourself down for it is written he will command his angels concerning you and basically what he's doing here is he's saying aren't you somebody your position so he was playing with with jesus sense of position who he was but Jesus didn't fall for that thing because that's not the position he had. He was secure in what God has given. He didn't have to be pulled into something, lured by desire, because his desire, he knew who he was. And then the third one was in Matthew 4, verse 8, um, where he says, um, 
Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him that all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you as you just fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. So Jesus counted these three, the devil's only three arsenal arrows that he can shoot. He counted that with scripture, and he, he spoke the truth over that. And he, there was something of, of just the power of that. And I want to encourage you, God wants to speak to us. And he wants us to hear his voice. And he wants to speak to us in a way that we can hear his voice. But we need to be aware that not everything in us is him. So when you get excited, I'm going to hear God's voice. And I'm hearing him. Make sure as she's, I always say like, I'm learning to hear God's voice. I'm learning, does this sound like him? If I look at the God in scripture, does this sound like his character, his nature, the way he reveals himself in scripture? I line up what I feel with what he is saying. He won't tell me, Moses, you need to get divorced and marry somebody else. That's against, that is counted who he, he is. He will not go beyond scripture. And sometimes, there was this young, he's not here today, but there's a young man in the congregation. He, he was planning to move somewhere else. And so he came to us. He says, Moses, I feel I need to move to this place. Would love to, this is what I feel in the Lord. I feel this is what God has. And I, I mean, I knew the ch church that he wanted to go needed help. So it, it made sense, logically, that it would be not a bad choice for him to go there. But as elders, as he came to us for godly counsel, we just felt that something of it's not right. It looked okay, it looked fine, but there was something, it was a sense in us as elders. So he came to godly counsel and, and the elders, and we felt something of it is not right. And we said to him, we can't lord it over you, but this is our perspective. Months later, he stayed, so he didn't go. He came back to us. He said, Moses, you saved my life. I said, what? <laughs> no. That, where you guys prayed with me, I would have been in the wrong place where God has not called me to be. And so he realized just actually staying, how God has actually used godly counsel. He had a sense, but actually he wanted to run away. His desire for something else was pulling him more, and he was naming it, God said. So I don't... By saying this, I don't want to make you afraid to hear God's voice. I just want to make you aware that there is a devil and he wants to deceive us. And he wants us to get in a place where our plane can be shot down. Um, this is what happened to me. These lies earlier in the years, like, he's just whispering things into my head. Until the voice of God spoke over me and said, that's a lie. It's not truth. It is written, Satan, be gone. <laughs> it is written, Satan, be gone. And it, it was immediately, I tell you, it was immediately, and that thing I felt lifted. It lifted off of me. And so how do we know, actually, that we don't get into trouble? John 15, verse 7 to 8. Are you guys still around? I'm almost finished. Whew, you made it. John 15, verse 17, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and, I, and it will be done to you. 
By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples. And I believe the key is actually in abiding in Him. That as we abide in Him, that there will be a purification of our desires and what is His desire. That we actually can come to a place that we can ask anything because it's actually what is in His heart. So, and, and actually knowing what He is speaking. But the thing is, we actually, when we sit down to hear God, we actually have to put our, off the TV because that's a voice. We actually have to get off social media because all these things, the ads, get the new iPad Pro possession. <laughs> Look at that cool clothes that you can wear. <sighs> Look how those people are enjoying their life. Pleasure. And there's a pool. And now you're saying, Lord, what are you saying? Buy the iPad Pro. Lord, is that you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you go and buy the iPad Pro. You actually have to borrow money to buy it. And you have the iPad Pro. And then it breaks the next day. <laughs> Or I'm, I'm just making this up. But um, I, I want to encourage us to, to actually, God can and He wants to speak to us. But over the next four weeks, would you humble yourself and position your heart and saying, Lord, do I have safe waypoints in my life that I don't end off, of course. I actually want to end. God, it's your desire for us to be where you want us. You are leading us. You are the shepherd and we want to follow you. But help me to discern what is of the enemy. His three plans of pleasure, position, and possession. That I won't fall for his tricks, but I will actually be led by the Spirit and be a son of God. So I, I want to ask you, come and join the next three weeks. Position your heart to hear how God actually guides you through Scripture. Come and hear how God uses the prophetic to speak to you and how God actually used godly counsel to, 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 to lead us and that we can end up in that place. But then I want to pray for one thing today and then we'll close with that. As I was praying, I, I mentioned this whole thing about the enemy whispering to me these lies. I actually felt he has been whispering that to some of you. He was actually whispering things to some of you also. And, and I felt to actually pray corporately that that voice will be silenced today. Um, that, that he's spewing out lies. He's like, he's just, I don't know what it sounds like, but he's saying all these things. And you need the good shepherd to walk into the room and tell you it is a lie. Don't believe it. This is the shepherd speaking, be gone, Satan. Um, and and I, I, wanted, I want us to take a stand together. As I had that day, I took a stand. I said, Lord, I submit to you. I resist the devil. And he fled. <laughs> that, that's what happened. And I have to keep myself in that place. It's not like it was a once-off. So I constantly have to stay in that place of faith and, and, and believing what he, what he has said. But... I, I really believe that some of you actually are being lied to and, the, and, and, and you need to hear the shepherd's voice telling you, hey, that's not me. That doesn't sound like me. Okay. Is there anyone that want me to pray for you today for that specifically? 
Just stand where you are. If you're trusting, if you feel the enemy is actually lying to you, and he's, he might lie to you now, you don't stand. <laughs> so if, you, if you get that thought, maybe it's not you. Just stand anyway. So, um, yeah, let's all stand. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Then you don't have to wonder whether he's lying to you or not. We're just going to silence all of them. <laughs> so, Scripture says, submit to God, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Huh? That's very easy, huh? It is like, so I'm going to, I want us to just pray this. It says, Lord, we submit to you, we resist the devil, and we thank you, God, that every voice, every lie of the enemy will be silenced right now. Every voice of depression, every voice that you're not good enough, every voice that you will never make it, every voice that's causing offense, that tell you this one thinks of that, and it's just like, planting these things in our head and we actually being driven by these lies where the shepherd has called us to follow him and to hear his voice okay so father just pray with me lord jesus we submit to god we resist the devil and we pray lord that every voice every lie every whisper of demons of the devil. Be silenced right now.